even I wouldn't be able to draw an animal freehand perfectly. I wouldn't be able to do it, Steve. So, so the answer is possibly that would be a, that would be a, a very debatable question. Mm. But if you used a drawing aid, like square drawing, for instance, yes, not only would you be able to do your own pictures after a year, you'd be able to do your own pictures after a couple of months. You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm very well, yes. Good. Yes. So um, that went down very well last week, the podcast, didn't it? I think it, it did. I think we've yeah. had some, yeah, we did have some good feedback. Uh, I think people enjoyed it. It uh, certainly, yes, there's certainly quite a lot of Facebook interest, which was nice to hear. Yeah. I'm, I'm pleased because that was one of my favourite pictures, that was, and I enjoyed doing it. And uh, I think I probably told you I made a print of it, so I've got a small print uh, in my um, uh, in here, you know, just to remind me. Mm. So it's not often I do that with my own work, but that was particularly nice. I love that um, the relationship between the two characters, and I think people uh, found the same thing as I did with it. It mm. was yeah, it's very nice. So mm. yeah, it was good. It, it was nice to sort of break the fourth wall a bit last week with the the mm. imagery of just a you know a flat painting mm. it's nice to think mm. of it as a an actual you know another world that you can go into and explore other than just what you see on the paper i'm 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 doing that more now steve um the last few pictures i've done i've i think we can do the same kind of thing there because i do quite a bit of research anyway and there's always a reason why i'm doing something and uh, I think people appreciate. I know I would if I was a if I was a listener interested in in, the, in painting to hear an artist talk about how it was conceived and mm. why he did this and why he did that. Mm. So simi- I think we'll do more. There's similarities in in that uh, what you were just saying then that I could relate to in the acting world because you know you just said that there's always a reason for you behind doing something and that's exactly what acting should be you should always make a choice there's always a choice behind you saying mm. by saying mm. something like um when you're reading a script the lines that you you know there's there's a meaning behind every single line and i, mm. I was stressing this to uh, i don't go enough topic here but i remember stressing it to you when you came to see the last show i was in that, that I, you know i showed you my script briefly that um, how much it was marked up and how I said, I'm saying this because of this, and then I'm saying this because mm. of this, and this is why it's a, just a sequence of choices. Mm. Um, and it's the same thing with art. Everything you do has a reason behind it, uh, you know, a, a meaning behind it. You're making a choice. Absolutely. I don't think um, I realised, as you know, just what you did when you prepared yourself for a part, and and I'm sure most people wouldn't. They would just see an actor portraying, oh, that was a good performance, and that's it, leave it at that. But there is a lot to it. Mm. And, uh, and and when you do hear, and, and I'm always fascinated by it too, because there, as you say, there are similarities between art and it's another art form after all, another creative um, uh, pursuit. And I think, that, you know, coming down to the... Uh, bare bones so to speak and then working from those bare bones 
onwards creating and putting meat on them basically is what you're doing as an actor and as an artist mm. yeah you're getting a basic basic bare bone just like you say and then mm. you're putting your own blemishes your own stamp on it mm. but it's a sequence of choices ultimately isn't it you know um it is and if you make the wrong one then you have to go back and start again, basically. Uh, you know, if, if you make a wrong decision somewhere along the line. I mean, gradually, with experience, certainly in art, you don't make as many mistakes because you're, you've been there before and you know um, that you mustn't do this and you mustn't do that and so on. But there's still that unknown element which uh, I face in every picture that I'm not really sure if it'll work. You can't really practice too much beforehand either. I know in, in our acting you can. You can well, you rehearse. Have a rehearsal, yeah. Yeah, I can't do that with art. I can't rehearse, <laughs> a, a, you know, a sequence. So I've got to kind of like see it in my mind's eye to start with and draw from all the experience that I've had. Will it work? And it's amazing how many times it actually does. Because mm. what people don't realize is when they're looking at me doing a picture, particularly the African uh, mother and baby, the, the chances I took with that, there was no rehearsal at all. I'd never done it before. And I'm, I'm at the, you know, I do watch the, the, see the, uh, the clips back. I have to, to make sure I've got them all in. And when I'm watching them back, I think, gosh... That was a bit risky, you know, to do that, you know, on video for the first time and pull it off. But this is what you can do once you've got the, you know, the ability and you, you have faith in your uh, ability. Mm. It's, it's the experience. Yes, it? but it is good. It's, it's, it's lovely to break new ground all the time. And I, and I know all our, all our members uh, feel the same way because mm. they're getting as much enjoyment as we are. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so we've got a few emails this week uh, that I want to read out. The first one comes from uh, Wendy. She says, Hi there, Colin. This afternoon I completed the kitten from your free lessons. I'm really pleased with the end result and I can't wait to try the next lesson I decide to do. I signed up for three months membership but suspect I will be a member for much longer than that. I really enjoyed doing the picture and found the video very easy to follow. I used my iPad, which I just sat on the table and paused it whenever I needed to. I live in a small city in southern uh, New South Wales, Australia, and my friends and I are continually searching for lessons and workshops. They are very limited in this part of the world, so when I stumbled upon your work on Pinterest, I was ecstatic. I look forward to doing loads more work with you. Oh, that's not that nice. Oh, well, that's lovely of Wendy. It's lovely when people take the trouble to, to uh, email us with those uh, uh, sort of uh, feedback because it's uh, it it uh, warms the cockles of our hearts doesn't it yeah and it's... and i can assure wendy too there are, there's going to be many many more moments because there's some fantastic we always say this don't we but there are some fantastic things coming up yeah it's interesting to see how people to hear how people work with the ipad mm. and, and that's that's oh, kind absolutely. of how we designed it to be uh, mobile you know so you can use mm. your computer use your mm. ipad sit it down in front of you, pause it when you need to and, and try and work along with you. Um, also, a little note there, um, another reason I pulled that is that she found us on Pinterest, which is... Uh, Isn't that good, yes. Which is yes. really encouraging. Um, if for those that are on Pinterest, uh, that are listening to the show and want to follow us on Pinterest, we're constantly pinning, uh, not just obviously our own uh, tips and tricks from our websites, but from all over Pinterest. So if you want to get uh, some art tips 
and you're on Pinterest, then go to pinterest.com slash Colin1940. Same as our YouTube, Colin1940, or Colin Bradley Art. If you search for Colin Bradley Art, we'll be there. It wasn't long ago, and I didn't know what Pinterest was, remember? <laughs> I do. I was on it. About I was on it running it for you, and you didn't know... <laughs> No. <laughs> he didn't know we were on I it. didn't know what it was all about, but but it is over the last uh, couple of months. Uh, I've been. I know you and uh, and and Becky, uh, your sister, is uh, really really uh, heads up on this, and I can see the potential of it. It's as well bigger. It's going to be bigger than Facebook, isn't it? That's mm. what you reckon. It's perfect um, for art. Absolutely perfect for art. Absolutely. Anyone great. out there that wants to get the inspiration, we pin a lot of inspirational, um, you know, images on there for for artists to look at as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you want reference material, not not necessarily guaranteeing that all the reference material we pin is copyright free, obviously, but it's to gain inspiration, like you mm. said, when you're working, mm. you gain. You look at several different pictures and you pull things from different oh, things. Yes. It's a well, really the, good thing. The last one, I, the one I'm, I'm just doing at the moment, I'm, uh, I, I pulled six different, completely different references from, it's an animal I'm doing, and complete six, and I, all different colours and all different shapes. And I've, I've worked them all more or less in one. I, followed, I always follow one particular uh, pattern, you know, if you like, one reference. But I've incorporated most of those six in the colour, the colours in. And it's absolutely stunning. It's going to be a cracker. So, yeah, absolutely right. You can't have too much reference. And and it's very, very interesting to do, Steve. Not just is it you're producing a nice picture, but it's the mechanics of it all, which I find so interesting. And now we've got nothing to stop us Mm. with all these images. Mm, absolutely yeah in some ways it's better than a google image search in in some ways it's more specific so right um anyway so thanks wendy that's uh, really great the next one is from janice and she says dear conan and steve firstly i would like to tell you how much pleasure i am getting out of painting some of your subjects by following your very clear and explicit video directions i also look forward to your radio blogs each week I am painting scenes and animals that I would never have dreamed of attempting before. I noticed on your uh, membership page that there are many beautiful subjects that I cannot find uh, on my membership. If I take out a one-year membership, would all of these subjects be available to me? I have a 90-year-old friend who has seen the work I'm doing and is very interested in working in pastel pencils too. I can get the Faber-Castell pencils for him and he is going to he's going online to order the correct paper from you tonight, I think, as he is so keen. He is wondering if you sell any of your courses as videos he could download. His problem, as is mine at the moment, is that we have limited internet access each month, which means we can only complete about one course with that. Mm. Hoping you can help. Uh, you're Cecilia Janice. So this is probably more one for me. I thought I'd take the reins on this one, Dad. Uh, mm, absolutely yeah. and answer this uh, query for for janice and uh, anyone else out there that's perhaps wondering um your first query about the subjects on the membership page all of those subjects as you've got the three-month membership you're on the all-in package um so you've got everything available to you but on the uh, membership page where you scroll down and you see all the subjects the earlier subjects so the ones that are close to the bottom the newer ones are at the top um those are workshop packs that we uh, used to sell individually on our art store as digital downloads. 
and they were £3.95 each. Um, and we've just, well, quite a few months ago now, we threw them all into the membership um, price. So, you know, 90 workshop packs at £3.95 each is uh, it's quite a lot of value that you're getting now with a membership. But that might be why Janice can't find them, because they are packs and not videos. So if you're uh, looking at your, your membership um, along the top, you'll see that there's digital products and you've got starter packs, intermediate packs, advanced packs. And if there's any subjects that you've seen in the membership that you can't find videos for, they're going to be in the packs section of the website. Um, and those you can download uh, to your computer. So, you know, you can download a whole bunch of them, print them off, all the instructions, um, because that's how we used to teach before the days of membership site. Well, that's how you used to teach. Through Absolutely. The mm-hmm. um, so we know, you know, they've been hugely popular. I mean, the packs have been around for how many years, Dad, now? Oh, gosh. It's got to be 20. 20 it's be years. 20 years. It's got to be 20, more than 20, I think, because I started off uh, in a very small way. So I would say that 20, maybe 25 years, Steve, now. 25 years, the yeah. First, the first ones, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so these packs have been around a long time and um, a lot of people have learned from them. And they're, they're nice because, you know, if you've got uh, having a problem with the videos, you know, you could download a whole bunch of these packs and do them if you, you run out of your broadband limit. But one note I was going to say on that is a lot of the videos are in HD, which is going to suck up more bandwidth than ever. So um, some of the videos have got a HD button in the bottom right-hand corner. If you uh, If that's sort of lit up, then you're on the high-definition version. If you click it and it takes the the highlight off the hd then you're on a slightly lower quality video but it won't suck up as much bandwidth so you might get a bit more uh out of your your broadband that's useful to know steve yeah um because a lot of the videos we record in high definition so a lot of the videos are super high high def which is you know good for those that have not got a limit on their broadband but not so much if you you're limited so that's just a little tip there and um also to note that uh, yeah, if you if you're looking for subjects that you can't find videos for, they're going to be the packs under the mm. digital products. So, but with technology today, Steve, surely it won't be very long, will it, before broadband is more accessible and uh, for a wider audience? Yeah, I think. Well, it's the limits that that people are that that the providers put on their packages um Mm. you know initially to get people on broadband you know offering a very uh, reasonable deal but Mm. then capping how much and and now the kind of the technology has has sort of overtaken the need for um well has has almost created the need for unlimited Mm. um sort of fairly unlimited usage because so much is videos and so so many so much content out there is accessible mm. through the videos you know if if we didn't have video then you know we wouldn't need much limit at all but it's that that sucks up all the bandwidth so i see um but but broadband providers are you know releasing um a lot more um usage and uh, are doing unlimited at a very reasonable price now everything comes down in price eventually as mm. the infrastructure gets there and bt are doing you know and all the other companies around the world are doing fiber optics and things like that broadband speeds are going to get faster and the limits will become bigger and bigger it's just a matter of time really mm-hmm. um, you've got to stick with it for for a little while yeah yeah it's well worth it i mean you can see you know the amount of members that get so much enjoyment out of watching all the videos and stuff it's um mm. 
you know a lot of, we have a lot of people that sign up like Janice you know even if they've only got a, a small limit they still sign up because uh mm-hmm. you know so much available to them so anyway I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd just answer that query for anyone else out there that that may be wondering the same thing uh, and there's a little tip about the videos as well so thanks Janice the next one, um, I'm not going to read out the name because I just pulled this from an email and uh, I didn't ask them if I wanted to read them out. So <laughs> so I'm not going to read this person's name, but it was a really good question. Um, they say, if I purchase a year's membership, will I learn to draw so that I can draw and paint my own artwork? This is a really broad question. Um, so, you know, my answer to them was... Uh, you know, we can't say that you will be able to learn to draw if you purchase a year's membership. But, and many of our members out there will will testify that they've been able to draw their own mm. artwork. Well, there was a typical case just recently, wasn't there? I can't remember the lady's name now. They, they'd done this dog picture when they first started with us. One year later, they'd done it again. And it was stunning. Do you remember the one? Yeah, yeah. It's um, Janet, I think. Oh, was it? Well, anyway, it it was absolutely, I couldn't believe it, you know. So I think probably there's the answer to your question. That was one year that that, uh, the first picture was done and it was, it was okay. It was was sketchy, you know. Mm. But But the difference between what one year made to that, to Janice, was amazing. So the answer is, I would say the answer is yes. Uh, you would be able to do it. How good you would be would depend on quite a few things. Talent, how long you spent, how much experience you've had, how many projects you do, and how you take to the pastel pencils. So those are the unknown quantities. But the fact that will you be able to draw and paint and do your own was yes, you will. Because one of the good things about the, uh, the site is, although you may not want to do every picture that I do, you'll see all the techniques. If you uh, look at them and watch them closely, you'll see all the techniques I use. And they are the things that you take on to pictures of your own. Mm. So I would say the answer is yes. Mm. I also thought it's worth mentioning about, you know, learning to draw um, you know, if you're wanting to draw freehand, then uh, there are obviously subjects out there uh, on the membership site where you do say how to draw freehand. Um, mm, but but mm. I was thinking the way I, where I was going with this is is by um, using the line drawings and uh, just you know the, doing the coloring side of things and understanding proportions and everything like that. Mm. It, all those are transferable skills, aren't they? When it comes to doing your own pictures. Uh, Absolutely, draw, drawing drawing freehand. I I would uh, drawing freehand might be a different kettle of fish altogether because drawing freehand may never come. People, there are some artists that can't draw freehand even now, even though they might be really have had an awful lot of experience. Freehand drawing is not an easy thing to to master because that is literally it, freehand, no no uh, drawing aids at all. Mm. So. Even I wouldn't be able to draw an animal freehand perfectly. I wouldn't be able to do it, Steve. So, so the answer is possibly that would be a that would be a, a very debatable question. Mm-hmm. But if you used a drawing aid like square drawing, for instance, yes, not only would you be able to do your own pictures after a year, you'd be able to do your own pictures after a couple of months. 
mm-hmm. using square drawing because it's a, almost a foolproof system. And those uh, instructions are all on our site. We've got so much of that on our site already, how to, how to do it. So there's no problem at all in doing that. Mm. Yeah, okay. I thought it was interesting putting the time frame on it a year. And it's, it's quite a long time if you're doing a lot of projects, as we've seen with, with Janet's work mm. in a year, mm. you know, um, how far she's come and how much she's learned. She's obviously put a lot of time and effort into um, learning your techniques on the website. I thought it was quite a nice. That's a very short space of time as well. Uh, a year i think so um to to to, you know to to get to that level to get to that level is very short space of time so i think it's Mm. a a true testament to you dad your videos and your techniques Mm. um but also obviously not taking anything away from janet she's done a great job but um we've obviously there's others we've had other we're mentioning janet but there's been many many others that we've been sent too too numerous to mention i would say Mm. over the years Mm. Mm. Okay, so the uh, moving on from that, uh, we had a recent blog that was to do with checking the proportions of your work, and uh, and one of our, our members had done a, a freehand drawing and was attempting their own piece of work. So it's along the same lines, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Dad uh, with you how to check as you're going along, um, perhaps even before you get to doing the pastel pencils, how you check the proportions because you gave a few tips in this blog about taking the reference picture and squaring it off and then comparing that to what you've mm. done. Can you talk us through a little bit of what you were talking about there when you were mm. taking and squaring off the picture? Well, first of all, the first thing that uh, you do, and this, this comes, it's, it fits nicely into the freehand style um, question we had just now. When you have freehand, you, you draw what you think is right. And very often you don't check. You think, Oh, that looks all right. And it's not until you get quite a long way down the line, especially in this case, there was a lot of colouring done, that you think, oh, hang on, that doesn't look quite right. Now, if you don't do any checking, like I'm going to explain to you in a minute, then you could go on and on and on, battling away, finishing the picture, putting it into a frame, and putting it on a wall, and you'll get people saying, well, I like the way you've done that, but there's something wrong with it. I don't know what it is. No one really can tell you what it is. It just doesn't look right. I've had this in, in exhibitions where I've gone to exhibitions where I've seen pictures and I know what's wrong with them and I can see other people scratching their heads saying, there's just something wrong. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong. Mm. So let's go back to the beginning again, shall we? When you do a picture, especially of an animal or a person something that demands precision to a certain degree. I know we have the weird and wonderful um, contemporary and abstract pictures. I know that, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about something that wants to look, you want to make it look like it should look. Now, you've got to have some kind of drawing aid. I don't care how clever you think you are. You're not that clever. You have to have some kind of reference area. Now, we use a square drawing, and it doesn't really matter what I used to use it before square drawing came along. I used to measure everything. I used to uh, put, a, put a vertical line or a horizontal line, and then from that, I used to look at my reference photograph and draw. Um, if I was scaling it up, I would draw and scale up to the proportions on that reference. And I would do a square, an oblong, a triangle, all sorts of shapes. It doesn't matter what shape you do, as long as what you're doing 
is representative of the shape you're trying to create. Once you've got that square, once you've got that triangle, then you can then draw within that triangle even I don't suggest you do this, and you don't need to with square drawing, but I've seen, I've had reference books out the library in my early days where people have drawn those squares on photographs. Now, that's defacing the picture, and I think that's a bad thing to do. But, but nonetheless, that's basically what you need to do. You need to actually draw out uh, a reference grid, effectively, on the photograph or a copy of the photograph or a print of the photograph, that you've got so that you have something to work with then you can then uh, you've got a frame of reference all the way through now in the case of this particular one you're talking about this wasn't done at all because when i put the square on the photograph and put a corresponding square exactly the same size on the picture you could see how far out it actually was do you see what i mean but if you took, if you haven't got those squares and you're looking at a photograph that may be to one side and you're just re you're just referencing your or relying on your freehand drawing you're going to be out you're going to be way out okay so doing this you've got to have that frame of reference uh in the first place mm. i was thinking um the way you did it on the computer was quite good because uh it sort of it was a bit easier a bit clearer to see um you know, it's, it's, uh, and that's, and I thought that's quite an interesting idea. You know, if someone's done a line drawing or an outline, they think, I'm not sure, you know, they're looking at it on the paper and they go, I can't quite see, you know, if it, mm. is it exactly right? Mm. They could scan in their line drawing or take a picture of their line drawing and then um, bring it up on screen with the, the reference mm. photo. And just because, because what I liked about that is that you'd specifically taken like the head or, or, or whatnot or any part mm. of the subject you could do this with and just sort of crop that down and just put them side by side. Because sometimes when there's a space between pictures, you can't quite see, but if they're right smack side by side, almost on top of each other, that's right. you can really tell, can't you? Now, you're, you're not, a, you're not um, an artist or a great artist, Steve, are you? You're not. But you looked at that and you could see immediately, I bet, what was wrong with it. Yeah, you could see you could see that the proportions were out, but you could see how you could correct it. So, moving on from that, um, if you've done the colouring and things like that, how do you go about correcting and ah. making those mistakes? Uh, correcting well, those mistakes. Well, very often, if the mistakes aren't really as severe as that, you can usually use the pastel pencil to manipulate. But in that situation, you've got no choice but to rub it out or rub a section of it out. Mm -hmm. Now, you've got no choice. Think about it. How, how, how could you possibly do it? But at least with the pastel pencil, you have that thing you could do. Now, that's going to be, it's going to be a little sad because all the time you spent putting that together and the coloring was very, very good, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, the actual coloring of that, that uh, picture was really good. And how heartbreaking is it then to use your eraser and rub out what you've just put in? And squared off because there's quite a lot of erasing to do there and then put it in again but i've got to say steve like in all things a mistake like that and a, a, a traumatic experience like that will teach you because i guarantee you'd never do it again mm. so it's a learning curve isn't it i've done it i did it in early days everybody does and you've got to look at something like that um even though it's very sad that you've got to use a rubber, 
to erase, you've also got to look at it and say, gosh, this is a really good lesson I've learned here that's been absolutely invaluable. Mm. And I know that next time I'll do it differently. Mm. Mm. Good. Good, yeah. There's some really good tips there. I'm, I'm really glad we brought that up because it, 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 can, it can happen. These things, these things can happen um, with the proportions. Are, it's are, you gonna put, are you going to put this blog up, Steve? The blog's up already. The oh, blog's up already. Oh, people so, will be able to go back and see it then, won't they? People, are, people will see, see what we're talking about. But I, I, as a general note of checking your proportions, using grids over the uh, photos, scanning it into your picture and comparing them side by side, if you're not sure... Uh, even at the line drawing stage, is just a really um, good, accurate way of checking that precision. Because it's it's also um, difficult to see sometimes. I think with your own, if you if you've done it yourself, it's hard to see. But as soon as you show someone else, sometimes you know they go, "Oh yeah," um, you know, like you know, you said, showed mm. it to you. You can see if sometimes having another person's pair of eyes on it um, mm. highlights things that perhaps you wouldn't have seen yourself. Mm, absolutely. Oh, no, true. Uh, and it, it, I, I remember, I think I mentioned this before to you, I, I had somebody in my class who drew a picture of a chimpanzee. And it was one of my chimpanzees. It was one of my pictures that I'd done and he'd copied it. And he'd made an, a real hash of it. And I, during the process, which took him two or three weeks to do in my classes, uh, he'd he wouldn't listen to anything I said. I went round there and I said, uh, you haven't done this quite right. Can I just show you? Or, and I used to put it right. And then I used to say, uh, yeah, I can see just where you've gone wrong there. So on. He wouldn't listen to me at all. He just sort of, just completely, I would say, ignored me. So in the end, I, I got fed up with it. It was no point. It was no point. He, he wasn't listening to me. Anyway, he finished his picture, he, put it, he had it framed, he put it on the wall, and it went into an exhibition, because we had an exhibition in our local library. It went in and it went on the wall. Oh and everybody who looked at it sort of looked at it with almost a giggle on their face. Why he, is that? He thought, because it was so far out. It the was, proportions it was were out. silly. Yes, it was silly. Everything I told him he hadn't done. He hadn't done anything at all. He hadn't, he'd, he'd done his own thing. He'd been a bit bullheaded, you know, and said, I'm going to do my own thing. I, I don't need to be told. And he actually said to somebody uh, who was talking to him about it, he said, oh, yes, well, Colin told me that um, I, I, I did actually leave the class because he told me he couldn't teach me uh, anything else. <laughs> he'd, he'd assumed that I meant I couldn't, I couldn't teach him anything else because he knew it all. Actually, I meant I couldn't teach him anything else because he wasn't listening. <laughs> And now this was on the wall, and he thought and this is this is a sad thing, Steve. He thought it was great. Mm. Well, some you know, it's not everyone can see, can they? They're, they can be a bit blind to, to things no, like but, that. but but others can, and it's the others that you've got to worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, good. Uh, well, uh, on another note, we've got another project coming next week. It's a it's a mixed media. Uh, slightly something different for the for the members next week, so we will talk about that then. Uh, introducing a, a new medium as well, um, so that'll get everyone excited. Um, and it's a mixed media; you're going to love it. 
So we'll Great. talk about that oh. next week. As, I look forward to talking about it. As always, uh, send your questions into us. Go to colinbradleyart.co.uk, click on the contact page at the top and uh, submit your questions for the show. It would be great if you could leave us a review. I say it every week on iTunes, but it bumps us up those iTunes charts and it gets uh, more people listening to the show. Uh, and as always, share it with your friends and uh, and share Colin's uh, tips and videos as well. Okay, good. So that's it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. visit colinbradleyart.co.uk.